We thank you, our Heavenly Father, for what your grace has called us from and what it calls us to, eternal joy and peace. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Please, please uh, be seated. If you would like just to open up a Bible, if you have one uh, nearby, at page 71 and 72, Exodus chapter 14... Uh, you may find that helpful. This true story of the crossing of the Red Sea is one of the most important stories in the Bible. The rest of the Bible is constantly looking back to it and tells us that that rescue of God's people through the Red Sea is like what it means to become and to be a follower of Jesus Christ. Just to give one example, the Apostle Paul, writing to the Corinthian, the, the, churches, uh, the church in Corinth, says that God's people had all been baptised into Moses in the cloud and in the sea. There's a link between that passing through the water and then passing through the water of baptism. And I know, and perhaps you know too, that in four weeks' time, a number of our folk are going to be baptised and confirmed, and maybe some others later in the year. And many of us today have been baptised, or will be, some of us, quite soon. So let's just look at what it means to be baptised as a follower of Jesus Christ in the light of this story. Let's look at what was behind God's people, what was beneath them, and what was before them or in front of them. First of all, what was behind them? Behind God's people was a place of slavery. In Egypt, they had been slaves, and their slavery was, became worse and worse for year after year. In verse 5, Pharaoh, changing his mind yet again, says, we have lost their services. Well, that's a very polite way to put it, isn't it? Lost their services. They'd been slaves. They had to do as they were told. Bricks without straw and all the rest of it. They had been captives. They had been slaves. Working without pay and so on. The Lord Jesus taught that everyone who does what is wrong in God's sight, everyone who sins is a slave to sin. You know that to be true, that not to honour God as we ought, not to love others as we ought, not even to respect ourselves as we ought, is a form of slavery that we cannot escape from on our own. And yet scripture also says, sin will no longer be your master, and you its slave, because you are not under law, but under grace. There's that great word grace again. And we are taught that in baptism, when a person is baptized, we reject the devil, we renounce evil, we repent of the sins that separate us from God and neighbor. In other words, we say goodbye to our old selves. 
Our old self, our sinful self, will still trouble us, but it's no longer part of us. It doesn't belong to us anymore. It belongs behind us. That's what was behind them, and that's what's behind us. Secondly, beneath God's people was a path to safety. They were stuck. They'd reached the sea and didn't know how to get over it. Behind them was the Egyptian army with the horses and chariots. On one side were mountains, on another side a desert. They had no place to go unless God would do something for them. And God did what only God can do. Created a path, a dry path across the Red Sea. And then made it so the Egyptians, Pharaoh and the Egyptians could not follow them. In verse 14, if you have a Bible open, do you see that? The Lord will fight for you. You need only to be still. That doesn't mean they had to do nothing. They still had to walk. They still had to trust. But God would do it for them. And so verse 22, the Israelites went through the sea on dry ground. And there's a sense in which each of us who comes to the Lord Jesus Christ has crossed over and made a safe path from our past to God's future for us. Jesus said this, whoever hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life. He has crossed over from death to life, from slavery to freedom. Isn't that wonderful? When I was at the age of 11, an older Christian asked me, Jonathan, are you a Christian? And I, my reply was, well, I try to be. And that reply showed just how much I had to learn about God's grace. Because God's grace is doing for me and with me and in me what I could not do despite my own personal best efforts. In baptism, God calls us out of darkness into his marvellous light. To follow Christ means dying to sin and rising to new life with him. Only God can do that. So we've seen what lay behind the Israelites. We've seen what lay beneath them, a safe path. But thirdly, what was before them? What was in front of them? Well, the promise of a new life. Look with me, if you will, at verse 31. And when the Israelites saw the great power of the Lord displayed against the Egyptians, the people feared the Lord and put their trust in him and in Moses, his servant. And now look with me at verse 32, which says, And they all lived happily ever after. (laughs) Folks, We haven't even got as far as halfway through the second book of the Bible. There's another 64 to come. Many things would happen that God's people couldn't possibly have known about. Twists and turns. Sometimes they would fail their God miserably. And sometimes God would help them miraculously. No, through many dangers, toils, and snares, they would need to go. But God's grace led them thus far. 
And if they trust, continue to trust in God's grace, God's grace would leave, lead them and will lead us home. In the same chapter where Paul the Apostle talks about uh, the Israelites being baptized into Moses and the cloud, cloud and the sea, he says this. Because I know that many of us today, many of you today, are struggling in various ways. Your own Christian life is a challenge. You may be even tempted, as the Israelites were often tempted, to give up and go back to Egypt. God's word says this. This is 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 13. God is faithful. He will not let you be tested beyond what you can bear. But when you are tested, he will also provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. We often cannot tell how God will help us through a difficulty. Sometimes by taking the difficulty away, often, perhaps more often, by, by giving us strength and power to deal with it and learn from it and continue onwards. And so in a baptism service, we are taught, we are encouraged to fight valiantly against sin, the world, and the devil, and remain faithful to Christ to the end of our lives. Will you, will we, will I remain faithful to God, be his faithful soldier and servant, his Grace will make it happen. His grace will make it true for us. Now we're going to turn to prayer as the Spokes family kindly step forward to lead us. Thank you.